0: This is 680 CJOB.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Bergen. You are listening to my 100th episode of The Main Ingredient, 100 episodes of food tasting, beer drinking, and laughing. Three things I'm truly a champion of, and I thank you for joining me again today. On the second half of the show, I'll be talking to Michelle LeClaire from Wolseley Kombucha, so you got to stick around for that. So I'm in the mall the other day, Polo Park, cutting through the food court, and I see a large lineup for a place I've never seen before. Usually this wouldn't catch my eye because I'm not a mall person. Usually I go to the store I want to go to and then I'm out, but I want to see what these guys are cooking. So I have a look and they're cooking fresh shrimp, teriyaki chicken, fresh veggies. So I had to find out more. So I'm talking to Edo Japan's president and CEO, David Minette to find out when they arrived in Winnipeg. David, welcome to The Main Ingredient. And let's start by talking a bit about your long history in the food industry.
0: Prior to the role here at Edo Japan, I actually had worked for about eight years with Kara. Yeah operations based out of Ontario, and uh, championed as president of a a few of their concepts.
1: Okay, let's talk about Edo Japan. It's been around for a while, but I'm not sure many Canadians know the history of this company, so why don't you fill us in?
0: Okay, I'd love to, Kevin. Um, uh, First and foremost, uh, we are a Canadian company, and we're pretty proud of that. Uh, Edo Japan was started in 1979 in Calgary, Alberta, Mm -hmm. when we opened our very first restaurant, and it opened around a pretty simple idea of serving traditional Japanese teppan-style meals using fresh quality ingredients with a delicious signature teriyaki sauce. And interesting enough, that's a recipe that still remains closely guarded secret for us today. At the time, the founder of Ido Japan was a gentleman by the name of Reverend Susumu Ikitu, a Japanese Buddhist minister and the Reverend possessed a a real personal desire just to simply share Japanese food and cuisine with Canadians while giving back to the community he lived and worked within. For the first 20 years, Edo Japan expanded through word of mouth and opened uh, new locations in malls and food courts in Canada and helped the Reverend's quest to, to really bring this cuisine to a growing number of Canadians. It built a loyal and passionate following for, for our dishes. But then in 2001, uh, the company decided to open up its first street store location, again in Alberta, as it decided to expand beyond its original store format. The reason for doing so was really to allow Edo Japan to serve more communities and new neighborhoods across Western Canada. And over the last 10 years, the chain's grown substantially through new street store openings, mm-hmm. and uh, and primarily within Alberta, but also within the provinces of BC and Saskatchewan. So today, now, we've become one of the fastest-growing Canadian restaurant chains with over 120 locations across the country, and a plan to accelerate our
1: growth and expansion over the next several years. With the success of that growth, you've decided to introduce Ito uh, Japan to Winnipeg, so why now?
0: Well, why now? And why Winnipeg? Well, with the success we've been experiencing over the last 10 years in the other three provinces, uh, it just made sense to keep expanding east and mm-hmm. into Manitoba. We did some homework and consumer research that uh, gave us the, uh, the confidence that our offering uh, would uh, do quite well in the Manitoba market based on that research, you know, really, and based on the decision to say Manitoba made sense for us, choosing Winnipeg was pretty easy, and we believe the time is right now to enter the market. Um, Because, you know, from what we can tell, Winnipeggers embrace things that are new, unique, and fresh. And just as importantly, not only do we think the consumer opportunity was there, uh, but we also live in a franchise model, and we were approached by a very experienced food service operating partner who had witnessed our success in other markets and wanted to be part of bringing the brand and the concept to Manitoba with us. So the timing was right on all fronts to begin expanding into the province. And as I said, Winnipeg just made sense.
1: Right. It's always nice for someone else, another successful company, to solidify what you're already thinking, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the first one here in Winnipeg, where is it, where is it located and, and when did it open?
0: Uh, our first location opened in Polo Park Mall on January 31st, and we've been incredibly pleased with the reception we've received to date. Uh, it's in the first five weeks surpassed all our initial sales forecasts and expectations, and guest feedback has been incredibly positive for us.
1: Okay. Why Polo Park?
0: Uh as you know, Polo Park Mall is a pretty popular mall in Winnipeg. Yeah, and it is. Given our historical and ongoing success with you know the mall food court locations in other provinces, combined with just the opportunity to you know basically serve and sample our dishes within such a high traffic destination mall, we just jumped at the chance as soon as it was made as soon as we became aware of it. Yep. And it gives us truly a great start to introduce the Edo Japan offering to the Winnipeg market, and it gives us the opportunity to proudly showcase ourselves and what I would. Term is an up close and meaningful way.
1: Right. So I'm assuming with the success of the franchise itself in other places, and you know, and you guys, like you said, you had a, a successful opening. You guys are going to plan to open other ones here in Winnipeg in the future. Would they be in other malls or would they be standalone stores? What, what, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, first and foremost, we do have concrete plans to open more locations in Winnipeg over the next two years. Uh, we're simply excited about the potential of the market and we're anxious to share those offerings and, and our Edo experience throughout the greater Winnipeg area. Um, the, uh, the Polo Park Mall represents the first in the series of six Winnipeg openings oh, set wow. to roll out across the city over the next two years and in terms of street format versus mall format it will be a combination mm-hmm. but it will uh, there'll be more street store formats that are currently in our plan uh, within the first six, probably looking at two, uh, an additional mall
1: and probably four new street store formats now oh, that's I think it's really cool uh, same design same offerings um, uh, in terms of uh, the street stores mm-hmm.
0: um, they basically um, It's a slightly different offering, but the core is the same. And what I mean by that is in our street store formats, we have a little bit more space and room Mm -hmm. to offer a more more extensive menu, Um, as well as in our street store formats, Winnipeggers, when we do open them, we'll see uh, that we've also introduced a market wall in the restaurant that offers us not only to provide expanded core menu offerings but also offer a array of uh, really freshly prepared grab and go items as well as a series of imported Japanese snacks and treats that I think
1: will please Winnipeggers uh, once they get a chance to try them. Time for a quick break, but David Minette, president and CEO of Edo Japan and I will be talking about their menu when the main ingredient returns. Welcome back to the main ingredient. Today, I'm talking with David Minette, President and CEO of Edo Japan, about their newest eating spot located in Polo Park. David, for those who have never been to Edo Japan, what can they expect and what is on the menu?
0: Well, I mean, uh, first of all, what to expect from us. I think at the highest level, um, you can expect the Edo experience to be friendly, fresh and fast with great value on the plate. We pride ourselves on that. We truly believe in putting freshness first. Um, In terms of the menu, we offer a variety of different meal choices, Um, They range from, uh, you know, our our, our dishes that are um, what I would call the original Mm -hmm. and uh, um, signature dishes, um, be it teriyaki chicken or sukiyaki beef, but also we've got some new dishes that have done very well over the last two years in Western Canada, be it the noodle bowl that offers a skinnier noodle and a premium vegetable, all cooked on the grill, or our new chop-chop bowl that comes with fresh chopped veggies with your choice of proteins.
1: You realize it's supper time here, and you're you're talking about yeah, food, right? Exactly, <laughs> you're killing me here. <laughs> okay, with with all the different restaurants that that have opened in the last little bit, whether it's in Canada or wherever, and in Winnipeg, Winnipeg's really kind of going through a boom right now, in a lot of um, great original uh, restaurants. What makes Edo different, and what is Edo known for?
0: Yeah, great great question. I mean, first of all, we possess a Japanese-inspired menu, which I mean sets us apart on the cuisine from many of the concepts out there. Um, with, with that in mind, but just as importantly, we're as I said, we've always been known for putting freshness first, using quality ingredients, and our value reputation has been shaped by offering, you know, great value on the plate for the price we charge. Importantly, we have this wonderful uh, moment of theater in grill, our tapenaki grill that's at 450 degrees Fahrenheit. That grill and sears and locks in the natural juices and flavors of our foods cooked on it. Mm-hmm. Everything's freshly prepared, made to order comes hot off that grill, and I think it really does set us apart. People are looking for not only healthier alternatives today, but they're looking for the transparency and the freshness, and we cook right in front of our guests. You know, if you go down to Polo Park, you'll see that firsthand, but also in our new street store, prototype uh, design, we've actually made the grill even more transparent and more forefront from a visibility to our, to our guest perspective because of that exact reason that you cite.
1: You guys have been around for a while. You know, it, It's new yeah. to Winnipeg, but you guys have been around for a while. So are there, are there, have there been any recent changes to the Edo brand, and how would that show up in the Winnipeg locations?
0: Um, Yeah, uh, I mean, there have been a few changes uh, to the concept overall. And I, I think it's important to note that while we've always strived for consistency, and we're proud of the menu offerings that we've been, you know, serving proudly over the last several decades, we're always looking to evolve smartly at Edo Japan to stay current and to make sure that we meet the emerging needs and preferences of consumers in Canada. So with, with, in that regards, we've uh, not only expanded our menu carefully and smartly over the last 18 to 24 months um, to offer either more premium veggies or freshly fresh veggies that are, don't come off the grill or to give some more alternatives, particularly for those who are vegetarians, mm-hmm. but also we've evolved our des- restaurant design um, we've really spent a lot of time over the last two years um, um, talking and learning from millennials and getting those insights to try to find what's the next fresh evolution in face of Edo Japan. Mm-hmm. That uh, new prototype store is called Fresh Take. We just opened up two versions of that, one in Edmonton and one in Calgary that's getting great fanfare and market reception. Uh, it encompasses many innovations and it includes a redesigned layout that makes the grill, as I said, more visible. But it also has this market wall. Has new grab and go items and a new, a fresh approach to lighting and merchandising with some Asian cues. So, the good news for Winnipeg and Winnipegers is that you can expect all of these to show up in the Winnipeg market with the first street store opening. In fact, Winnipeg is going to be able to experience the most current, up to date expression of the Edo Japan brand experience as we open those first six locations. That's incredibly exciting to us, and we believe Winnipegers are going to respond favorably to it. So, we're, we're so looking forward to bringing the Edo Japan experience to Winnipeg.
1: Okay, so obviously you you have eaten a few things off the menu, a couple. I'm assuming. <laughs> What's your favorite menu item?
0: You know, tough question. Uh, I get at, asked of uh, quite a few times, and so many to consider. But um, uh, you know, my personal favorites uh, begin with the chicken noodle bowl. I love it. It's great value. It has the skinny noodles, premium veggies. It's really hard to find better value in the market. Mm-hmm. And of course, I always go back to one of my other favorites, which is the bento box, which is. Uh, sukiyaki beef on brown rice combined with gyoza and spring rolls on the side, um, delicious. And, you know, the bento box is a really great opportunity for Winnipeggers to take one of our core dishes and then combine a couple of sides to make it a meal at an unbelievably terrific price
1: point. So I think people really enjoy it. You're, you're going to be my tour guide on your Edo menu, which is fantastic. <laughs> you know what I mean? i got, I got to start somewhere. Um, I know your success has fared well for food banks across the country since you've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to local food banks in whatever cities you guys are in. Do you plan on continuing that in Winnipeg?
0: We do. And it's uh, it's a value that's near and dear to our hearts at Edo Japan, giving back to the community. Uh, not only have we always been working and partnering with local community food banks, but we've also um, uh, put a series of uh, school programs together so that we can help um, you know teachers and parents ensure that they're getting nutritional and uh, healthier options for their children while at school. And that's been a program that also is very important to us in, in the spirit of building community and giving back to those uh, that support us
1: I appreciate you coming on the show Dave If people want more information about Edo Japan and maybe you can remind them where the, where the first location in Winnipeg is
0: absolutely Depp, Polo park food court please come down and visit us and try uh, and find uh, try all our menu items and, and find your favorites and uh, if you're looking for more information please go to edojapan.com and uh, that'll steer you to uh,
1: to your needs awesome thank you very much great thanks Kevin have a great day all right you too David Minette from Edo, Japan, giving us the Cole's Notes version of the history of this Canadian company and the newest location inside Polo Park. Kombucha. No, I didn't sneeze. That's the name of a popular fermented tea drink that Wolseley Kombucha sells gallons and gallons of here in Winnipeg. Michelle LeClaire on The Main Ingredient after sports news and weather to talk about it. What is Kombucha? I'm Kevin Bergen and welcome to The Main Ingredient. Michelle LeClaire is here from Wolseley Kombucha. And she's going to tell us about what it is and about the delicious kinds they make. Welcome to The Main Ingredient. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm I'm glad you came. So, Wolseley Kombucha. Yes. I said that correct, right? You did. Kombucha. (laughs) You did. All right. Let's start by explaining what kombucha is, and then we'll talk about how you got into it.
2: Um, So, kombucha is a fermented tea. So, it's similar to, like, yogurt. It Mm. has a culture of of beneficial bacteria.
1: All right. So, I, I know that this isn't your first job, which is kind of funny. Everybody that comes on the show, they usually are a professional doing something else, Right. start a business, and there always become comes a breaking point as to when they're going to stop doing their regular job and start doing their business. You are kind of in the middle right now. You, you do something else for a living. Maybe we can talk about that.
2: Right. So I've been an imaging technologist. It'll be 11 years this year. Wow. So I've- uh was an X ray tech for ten years and I switched careers last year. So I work at Pan Am as an MRI tech. So I'm still enjoying that. It's right. super interesting.
1: How did this come across your plate?
2: I've always been interested in like health beverages and health drinks. I used to do a lot of juicing mm-hmm. and always looking for like the newest, you know, health health thing. And I was in Hawaii actually and I tried kombucha and it was amazing. It was so good and when i got back i started drinking it so much that i was i needed to start making it for myself cuz i was spending probably hundreds of dollars on oh, kombucha yeah, a month. Cheaper. and um, i was looking for someone to teach me was kind of scared to kind of get into it myself cuz it's Kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're fermenting something. I was scared I was going to poison myself. Right. Wasn't sure how to do it.
1: It doesn't seem easy to me when I think of all the things. Like I was you explained off air. It's I'm a little like, bit. How, weird. how do you know if it's good or bad? Kind of things so that would kind of scare me.
2: Exactly, and I wasn't sure. Like you know, with like when you culture, like uh, make kimchi or something. Like I'm always scared. You're scared you're going to like poison yourself. Right. So um, actually, there's a little bit of a love story. That's it. So um, this guy that I had met, we had like we were in the same group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um he had asked me out probably about five times, and I was just not interested not
1: him five times. I wasn't
2: interested in dating at the time. Great guy, super awesome. Yep. just wasn't interested. And then when we were hanging out with our friends one day, he mentioned his mom brewed kombucha. Mm-hmm. So I was like,
1: I- let's do this. let's go over <laughs> dinner. <laughs>
2: it's
1: I-, I love it., mm, how can I get this girl to grow up with me?
2: <laughs> kombucha.
1: <laughs> love it, first brew. <laughs> you would have said it the first time. Uh,
2: yeah, so, and his mom basically taught me to brew, mm-hmm. and I, just from there, I kind of took it to the next level.
1: Like, she did this on a regular basis. That's what she, yeah. she did it all the time.
2: She did it all the time. She, you know, when you make batches, you'll make them for a while, and then you'll stop making them. Right. And But, yeah, so she basically taught me the basic how to make kombucha. And then from there, I just took it to the next level. I experimented with different teas, different flavors. Um, Things like that. And then the way Wolseley Kombucha basically started was just posting on Instagram, like what I'm doing and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then eventually my friends and yoga teachers and families like, hey, can you sell me some of your kombucha? And I'm like, I guess I can. Sure. So then from there, I just it just snowballed and it's turned into, my hobbies. turned into a business.
1: It's kind of funny because I'm sure when people said, hey, uh, you know, I'll, I'll buy it from you. Your first thing is, well, now I can drink it for free, like well, totally free.
2: Well, not, the, the first bottle I sold mm-hmm. was actually like $5 for mm-hmm. a liter. Really? And that included the bottle. I'm like, I don't even know what to sell this for.
1: Totally. And you feel bad taking someone's money. You're like, yeah. oh, you're my friend.
2: And they're like, what, what's your business name? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. So, so many different names went through my mind. But the reason I chose Wolseley Kombucha is mm-hmm. because... I love Wolseley and is that where you live? that's where we live mm-hmm. and I don't want to move outside of Wolseley mm-hmm. so I figured if I picked Wolseley kombucha then I have to stay in Wolseley
1: <laughs> be locked in here and people have to come to me
2: yeah exactly into um,
1: Wolseley. all right so let's talk about um, how it's made how it's brewed how do you how do you brew it is it just like brewing tea or how does it work
2: so basically um, you brew a batch of, we do a blend, so it's a blend of black and green tea. Mm-hmm. Um, you make a sweet tea. So all the sugar that you would use in your sweet tea, that's basically the food for the culture to ferment. Um, so it's pretty much just filtered water, um, organic tea, organic sugar, and then you let it sit for 21 to 30 days.
1: Holy crap. Yeah,
2: so you let it ferment. You want it to mature you want all of those sugars to get eaten by the culture, mm-hmm. and then your end result will be a tart, effervescent tea. How do you know?
1: You so how do you know when it's done? You eyeball it and then you taste it.
2: You, I do I, a lot of it from taste, mm-hmm. but we also we check the pH. So you want to make the make sure the pH is within the range, and then we check a brex number, which is make sure that the sugars aren't through the roof. So you want to make sure that that the fermentation process actually
1: is is complete. So you can't taste it too early. Like you, you can it taste or... it
2: too early, but it'll be way too sweet. Mm. So you kind of just, you get like an idea. sweet. Like you, don't, you don't want it that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: speaking, lets, you know what? You brought something with you. I what did. is that that you have?
2: Um, so I brought you a howler of our pomegranate limeade kombucha. Nice.
1: A hot, this is the first time I think I told you that I've drank... In the studio, and there was an alcohol in it. I'm proud of myself right
2: now. <laughs> well, we can add some alcohol. <laughs> I've actually made sangria with kombucha, and it's have you pretty. Really? Is it good? It's amazing because kombucha is actually it's good it to good. It detoxify good. your body. So if you have some liquor, you know.
1: Cheers, sister. That's really tasty. Thank you. What, what is this one again?
2: This is pomegranate limeate
1: pomegranate limeade. It's yeah. Very, very, it would be good with a little bit of vodka in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll make a quick trip to the L.C. I'll be right back. We'll put this on pause. All right. So let's talk about why people drink kombucha.
2: Um, well, there's lots of reasons that people would drink kombucha. Besides the taste.
1: It's phenomenal. It's good. So but I'm, I'm going to sip and you talk.
2: Awesome. Sounds good. Um, so the main reason I think people would drink kombucha is for the health benefits, mm-hmm. right? So there's lots of health benefits in kombucha. Um, it's a probiotic beverage. So that's good to, um, it improves your digestion, good for your gut health. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of... Just like how yogurt has a culture, it has a culture. So Mm -hmm. it's good for all your gut health. It's good to improve digestion.
1: Yeah, people don't realize how important that is. It is super important. It's ignored quite a bit.
2: It also replenishes your gut flora, right? So mm -hmm. if you've ever been on antibiotics or if you eat like a lot of processed foods
1: or sugared foods... It kills everything. Antibiotics just wipe everything out, good and bad, right?
2: Exactly. So cultured foods are really important to incorporate into your diet. Um, Another thing that kombucha has is organic acid. So that's going to detoxify your liver and your blood. So if you've ever had a late night, you've been up late, a couple about. alcoholic beverages, <laughs> sip on some kombucha in the morning and That'll
1: uh, make you feel better? It will. Is it like a hangover cure? It is. Seriously?
2: A little bit. <laughs> All
1: right, so let's talk let's talk about the business itself. How long have you been in business?
2: We've been in business for it'll be two years this summer. Yeah. So the first year was kind of, you know, just friends of it was more of like um a hobby friends and family sort of thing. And it's just the last year that we've really kind of um, got like a logo and a design. And then we've been doing tons of markets. And mm-hmm. even this, this year alone, like it's just we're looking for a new space to brew. We want to brew more kombucha and just really like fine-tuning everything. We're working with uh, an amazing creative agency, well-curated right now, doing some branding and things like that. So just kind of taking it to the next level.
1: All right. So I found an article, which I told you. Okay. An article on the internet and the internet never lies. (laughs) And it's the eight reasons to drink kombucha. All right. The eight health benefits of kombucha. So you can, I didn't know whether these are true or not. So I figured you being the expert. Right. Can weigh in on on these things. Okay. One to eight. Um, One is it promotes disease prevention.
2: That I would say is true. And the reason for that is uh, kombucha balances the pH in your body. So it is acidic outside your body like a lemon, Mm -hmm. but inside your body, it actually makes you more alkaline. So when your body's more alkaline, um, you're less susceptible to disease. So inflammation, cancer, those things like that. Don't want to say any official, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's the general idea.
1: Wow. Okay, then. You're good. Let's keep this going. <laughs> um, you said this before, supports a healthy gut.
2: Yes. Yeah. So it's full of beneficial bacteria. It's going to help with digestion and it's going to replenish your gut flora.
1: Listen to you go. Um, may improve mental health. Have you ever heard of that one before? Yes,
2: I have. And I would say that is correct. Um, I'm still doing some research on like the gut mind. But if you have a healthy gut, you're going to have a healthy mind. So that's like anxiety and depression. It also helps focus the mind.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's good. Like, how can something that's good do all those things?
2: I don't know. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? When you were saying, I used to drink this all the time. I'm going, is 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 there such a thing as too much?
2: I would say there is too much. Um, kombucha is, it detoxifies the body. So mm. if you're drinking a lot, you're going to want to drink a lot of water to help mm. flush out those toxins. Right. And a, too much of anything is bad, right? right? So, I mean, I don't know. I drink a couple of liters sometimes a day. That's probably too wow. much. I kind of, I
1: mean, <laughs> so, it, so then you got to drink like a couple liters of water yeah, to balance it out.
2: So I'm peeing all the time. No.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if anybody knows me, they're like, I oh God, I, nobody can take me on a road trip.
1: <laughs> There's no way. We just went for five minutes. I know. I know. know. We're going to take a little washroom break from Michelle from Wolseley Kombucha and then talk more about the health benefits of kombucha when the main ingredient returns. Last segment here on the main ingredient, and I dug up some kombucha health information from the very trustworthy internet for Michelle LeClaire from Wolseley Kombucha to confirm or to crush. Okay, so the next health benefit I found on the web was it protects the lungs. I've never before?
2: heard that one, but he, let, let's think about it. Let's see. Protects the lungs. Protects the lungs. You know what? That's the first. I've never heard that one let before. Let me see what their
1: reasoning is. I don't. It's, I don't. I'm curious. I, I want to
2: know what website you're looking at.
1: Bene- uh, beneficial for the lungs. It says an unexpected benefit of kombucha is its potential treatment method for silicosis.
2: Hmm, silicosis.
1: Wait, I don't know if osis? I'm saying that right. That's
2: an osis. Anything that ends in osis means inflammation.
1: You're my new doctor. <laughs> A lung disease caused by repeated exposure to silica
2: particles. Ah, so silica particles, yeah. Um. This actually is interesting because I'm an imaging technologist, so we would do x-rays for that. Oh, look at you go. That's right. So, interesting. But I've never heard that one before, no, right. but it does help with inflammation. So mm-hmm. if that is an inflammatory disorder, then I could see how that can possibly be correct
1: antibacterial Antibacterial. it's a powerful antibacterial agent
2: um it is a powerful antibacterial bacterial agent and i read this yesterday it's because of one of the acids that uh, kombucha contains and i can't remember it right now so i'm gonna have to get back to you on that one
1: (laughs) this is very interesting this is good again i can't believe something that tastes like this has all these benefits. Weird.
2: And you know, it also, like, there's all the benefits of kombucha, but then if you're using green tea, black tea, or whatever tea you're using, and we use organic tea, we try to use the best tea we can, mm-hmm. you also have all the nutrients and all the benefits, all the antioxidants from the green tea. And then, like, we use fresh lime juice, then you have olive and fresh organic ginger, you know what I mean? So then you have all of those benefits as well.
1: Right. So, yeah, all of these things are beneficial on their own, and now you combine them. It's right. just like all awesome, So you
2: right? really don't have to drink that much. Like, I just recommend people to drink a little bit every day because. Why You could drink it all, but you're getting like a full punch of nutrients in just a couple ounces of kombucha. It's a
1: good start to your day.
2: It is a good start to your day.
1: Oh. Helps manage diabetes. Have you heard that before?
2: Yes, I have. And we're doing some research on that one. Um, but that I have heard. I need to get back to you on that one no, as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Beneficial for... I'm putting you on the spot. So, you know, <laughs> beneficial for the cardiovascular system. Have you heard that one?
2: The cardiovascular system. Yeah. So I know it detoxifies the blood. So...
1: It says kombucha has been considered to be beneficial to the heart for some time. Although research efforts in this area have been scarce, however, it seems clear that in animal models, kombucha helps lower the triglyceride levels as well as cholesterol naturally. It regulates cholesterol,
2: cholesterol
1: hmm. naturally. I can't say that word. Cholesterol.
2: Cholesterol what. naturally. Yeah. Interesting. Now that's, uh, I still have some research to do, I guess. Oh, yeah, weird. <laughs>
1: And the last one helps maintain a healthy liver. Have you ever heard of that one? Yes,
2: yes, absolutely. So kombucha has a lot of organic acids Mm -hmm. and those are going to detoxify your liver. So like I talked about, you know, after the big night out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I never go out. I never have a few drinks. That's crazy. Um, Okay, so what's your end game now? You're two years in. Mm -hmm. What's your plans now? Are you uh, bricks and mortar? Like if people want to buy it, people can Come to a store, or they order it off you. How do they get it?
2: So right now we are we're on tap at Boon Burger Cafe. On tap somewhere? Yeah, we're on tap at Boon Burger Cafe. Like downtown? So, uh, on Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So that's the that's the only place we're on tap at the moment. Mm-hmm. How's it going there? Um, it's awesome. It's great.
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it's pretty fun. One of the coolest things that actually happened not too long ago is I was in line at the Forks um, at the Commons. They're ordering some food. And the guy in front of me had a Wolseley kombucha pin on his backpack. Get out of here. I, I brought you a pin, by the way. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I'm going to put it on. <laughs> so I was so excited because I'm like, oh, my God. Like no one's around me for me. My boyfriend was getting food at a different stand and Uh, I was like, oh my God, he has my pin. And I took a picture picture and then I tapped him like, hey, where did you get your, that pin? And he's like, oh, I got it from one of the markets. But it's, it's pretty cool to, you know, to see your name getting out there. So.
1: That is cool. Hey.
2: This is our, actually I'll talk about our logo. So my friend made this logo with pencil crayons. You're joking. (laughs) No, I'm not
1: joking. Like on purpose? I asked her to. And she just drew it out.
2: She's an amazing artist. She's uh, she's a henna artist, actually, Lori Fast. I yeah. don't know if you've ever, I feel like everybody knows everybody I'm I know. I'm a loser.
1: I don't know anybody. Okay, nobody knows me. I don't know anybody.
2: And, you know, when, when I was figuring out my name and my logo, yeah. I'm like, well, I really like suns. And uh, let, let's just throw some ingredients that I use, you know, hibiscus. I, I've made a hibiscus kombucha.
1: It does but, look very wolseley doesn't
2: it? It does. So we are doing a little bit of rebranding. We're always gonna keep our, our vintage logo, I guess you for can sure. say. Yep. But you know how expensive this is to put on a single serve bottle? Yeah. <laughs> all these all, the all these colors. Yeah, for sure. So we are looking It'd for something it. a little bit more modern and a bit more sleek.
1: Yep. But I still like it. You know, it's
2: that's the that's the journey of a business, right? Yes.
1: So, sorry, I interrupted you. What's your, what's your plan? So you are now on tap at uh, Boon Burger. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be on tap more places? Do you want to be selling out of cans? Do you want to be selling in stores? Do you want to be, have your own store? Can I ask you 50 more questions all at once?
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, Pretty much yes to all of those. So we, right now we're scaling up. So um, we're looking for um, a new space to ferment. We want to ferment pretty much quadruple the amount of kombucha that we're making. And um, how much do you make? We make gallons right now, but it's just it's not enough because mm-hmm. it takes thirty days, right? So when right. you when you have some batches going, it takes thirty days. Right. So you need to have you need to stagger those to make sure that you have enough.
1: What was that like the first time you made it? Like, hey, I'm gonna make something. You made it. And I, oh, oh, I hate yeah, it. The, f- yeah. the
2: first few times I, I made it, a month, it like, was give me a break. it was not good. It took <laughs> me a good while to figure it out, right? And yeah. playing with like the flavors and playing with like I like mine really tart. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of watch it because sometimes my boyfriend like Rob's like you're making it too tart not everybody what makes it too tart so if you let it ferment a little bit longer which which is it's healthier so if you let it ferment longer more sugars are going to get eaten by the yeast strands and the culture and the end result is a more tart kombucha
1: Mm. and Um, you like that
2: I like that so you know but you're trying to sell it to to everybody right? right you don't want it to be like a vinegar totally so Things do ferment actually differently in the winter than they do in the summer.
1: Even in like inside?
2: Inside, yeah. Unless mm-hmm. you have, a, unless, because even like that those couple degrees temperature change, yeah. it'll affect your batch. Because it's fermentation, right? Yeah. So it'll affect it for sure.
1: Is it hard to get the batch exact all the time? The same flavor.
2: You know what? You can do the same thing every time and it'll be different. But for the most part, it's pretty much the same Right. Maybe time.
1: Probably you've tasted enough to know that there's a slight variation, but right. everybody else would be like, oh, that's the Exactly. Same. You know, yeah. can, can we have, can, can have another hit?
2: Of course, absolutely. This is, you're taking this bottle home, so this is, that is for me. This is for you.
1: That's awesome.
2: So have as much as you want. Oh my God,
1: my daughter's gonna chug this nice. literally straight out of the bottle.
2: <laughs> so yeah, for the for Woolsey Kombucha, we do a lot of markets and pop ups right now.
1: Like so the Love Local that you're at, how did that go for you?
2: It was awesome. Lots of networking met a, a lot, lot of people, amazing hey? people. We did tons of trades with every pretty much all of our neighbors. So Israeli? I came home. I'll with, give
1: you that, and you give me this.
2: Oh, I came home with kimchi, with greens, um, with ghee, yeah. with a granola from the girl next to us. Oh, it was yes. awesome. Yes. It was great. If
1: people want to buy it. What so do they do if now? So people
2: want to get kombucha off us, we, like I said, we do markets and pop-ups. We also just do pop-ups at our house once a week because I have to keep my customers engaged every
1: week. Right. So, so if I'm Kevin Bergen, hey, I, I want some kombucha. I want some Wolseley kombucha. How do I want it today? How do I get it? So
2: we have an open tap at our house. So basically, we live in Wolseley. We have our keg reader right at our front door. Are you
1: serious? We do. So people pull up. And, and they, they just get it. in the
2: summer. People pull up on their bikes to pick up kombucha. That's it's awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's just like, I've, I've made so many new friends.
1: I can't we, we said, sorry. And Suri, Suri opened. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty I'm funny. I'm all like, what
1: is that about? That's funny. Anyway, I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. I'm um, <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty awesome.
1: So I could do that if I wanted to.
2: But you come get kombucha?
1: Yes. Anytime. What do your neighbors think? The first time that you guys are. They probably, selling think, stuff so, they p- probably
2: think something weird's going on think? inside. But you know what? Actually, we actually know all of our neighbors. Yeah. So it's and they actually buy kombucha off me, oh, okay. So right. it's okay. I, I got it.
1: <laughs> kind of like what are these two doing? Like people coming by all hours of the day buying well, stuff. Well, it's not
2: all of hours of the day. So I'll set like an actual like for example, this Saturday we have an open tap from yeah. t- from ten till two. And
1: that's what you call it? Open tap. We just
2: open tap. I know it's like not ideal forever, but yeah. you know what? It's it's the growth of our business and we're hoping to put a fill station in at a health food store. So that's one of the things that's coming up for us is getting that. And we're also working on our single serve bottle right now. Oh, cool. So we want to have it single serve. So then that can basically go wherever. Right. So I think
1: the tap thing is really cool. Yeah. To be in like little, uh, shops or restaurants and everything and you know yeah. your, your 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 tap is there for we've
2: had time. a lot of interest to like places like in beauger or places in like these small little towns have, yeah. have been contacting me so we're hoping in the next few months that we'll be able to accommodate those places so and you consider
1: doing that you consider having taps like all over the place
2: if they want to tap if they want to tap and the business is there absolutely mm-hmm.
1: killer um, how do people get a hold of you if they want to uh, get more information and, or talk to you about kombucha?
2: We have, um, we have a website, so you can check that out. There's a contact us, so you can email me from our website. There's also, you can uh, connect with me on Instagram or
1: Facebook. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for the kombucha. You're welcome. Great talking to Michelle LeClaire from Wolsey Kombucha and to David Minette from Edo Japan and Polo Park. If you haven't tried either of them, you are missing out. More main ingredient next week here on 680 CJOB or check it out on iTunes or Google Play. And remember, the only thing better than talking about good food is eating it. Go eat, and we can talk about it next week.
0: This is 680 CJOB.